So, hello and welcome to the Yarra Jets podcast, a podcast for anyone who has midweek club fundraisers to keep their team afloat. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that one later. Now, before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land which we are recording this podcast. It's where we work, it's where we play our soccer and do lots of other things. Now, that's for all of us today, the land of the Wurundjeri people. Sovereignty was never ceded and always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Now, the voice you're hearing today is a little bit different to your usual host, and that's because Charon, unfortunately, is unwell and cannot be here. So I'm Fiona Dutchie-Holland. I'm your host today, and we have two very special guests. We have Heather McIlvain, who made a cameo appearance a couple of weeks ago, um, but is joining us officially today on the podcast. Heather, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Do you want to say a little bit about yourself, Heather, about how you joined the club, what brings you to the Arrogates? Yeah, so I am from the US originally, you can probably tell. Um, And I had a bit of a roundabout way getting to the Arrogates. So I grew up playing soccer, like a lot of girls in the US um, played soccer recreationally from a pretty young age. My family was really into it. Um, I played probably from the ages of like six to 16. And then I took a bit of a break, um, went to uni, lived and worked around. And then I moved to Australia about eight years ago and needed to meet people and make some friends. And so I started playing soccer again, um, started at South Melbourne, um, ended up moving to Fitzroy City after South Melbourne stopped fielding a community team. And that's where I met you and the rest of the girls at Fitzroy City. And we came to the Yarra Jets um, two years ago. Thank you, Heather. It's been great having you as part of the team. And um, I'm sure you've formed many great friendships um, since joining both Fitzroy and Yarra Jets. Now, introducing our second special guest for for the day, for the session. Uh, We have Nick Vincent, who is from Melbourne University Soccer Club. Nick, hello. Hello, Dutchie. Thank you so much for um, having me on and extending the invite to take part on your your wonderful little podcast. Well, this is uh, something that Charon had dreamed of, actually, is getting some opposition players on. And obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, Yarra Jets played Melbourne University yesterday. Um, So Nick, do you want to give us a bit of a story about yourself, how you came to play at Melbourne Uni and what's been going on at Melbourne Uni of late? Yeah, yeah. Um, A rundown of of my soccer self, some similarities um, to Heather. I'm also uh, not originally from Australia. Um, So I came over to Melbourne from uh, New Zealand, about 14 years ago um, and same thing I was looking to to find my place in Melbourne um, and a, a friend of mine from uni in Auckland um, she was playing at, at Melbourne Uni Soccer Club so um, I made my way there on her recommendation and 
have been there ever since. Um, so yeah, I have held a, a number of um, roles at the club. Um, I've played since 2009 um, for various teams uh, across the club. I've played against Yarra Jets a few times in state one and in state two. Um, and yeah, I've held a few administration roles at the club uh, and I've um, had a, a role in coaching for the past uh, three seasons, not, not including the, the non-season of 2020. So oh. um, yeah, I've done some coaching in the state one reserves and now assistant coaching and, and playing in the state two team. Wow. And how's, um, tell us a little bit about Melbourne Uni as a club. So how many teams have you got this year and what's been, what's been going on? Yeah, so this year we're fielding uh, six teams. Um, we have for the past uh, few years ha had a, a goal of reaching um, the seventh team, which um, due to, to COVID hasn't, hasn't quite happened yet. We've been fluctuating between um, five and six teams the last few seasons. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of time and effort into um, the, the culture of, of our, our soccer club and the experience that, that we offer um, local women, university and um, non-university players. Um, and, yeah, we, we really um, value offering, offering more than soccer, um, which I, you know, I feel that Yarra Jets are on a, a similar standing with that. Um, we want everyone to feel that they have an opportunity to play sport and, and if soccer's um, the one that they choose, um, we, we don't want any, any boundaries to, to women hitting the soccer field. So, yeah, we're, we're hoping to, to continue um, a little bit of growth. Um, hopefully all the clubs um, across Melbourne can sort of ride off the, the wave of the Women's World Cup next year and... Yeah, get a, a bunch more people back on the soccer field after um, the disruption of the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I think we're all on that page. And, um, yeah, I, I had a snoop at your socials and I think we've played Melbourne Uni many times over the years and love the culture and you guys are always doing something right. One question mm. I've got, and I've always wondered this, what percentage of players would be university students for you guys? Because that's a really nice recruitment stream. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, look, it's actually, it might be less than you think. It's, is it? Yeah. I'm actually not sure what it is um, this year. I imagine it's probably down a, a little bit mm. um, just due to the, the disruption of studying from 2020 and 2021. Um, but I think when I was on the committee, it was roughly 40-ish percent, Yeah. Um, okay. give or take. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's, yeah, certainly, yeah, almost a balance of, um, yeah, and obviously a lot of people who are not current students did study it at Melbourne Uni. Yep. Um, I'm not one of those. So people that have <laughs> no yep. other connection to Melbourne Uni do, do um, come to the Enjoy club as well. well. Yeah. Um, and you've got a VPL team this year as well? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yep. How are they going? And what's that uh, like? Yeah, they're doing really well this season. Um, they've had... Uh, a slow start, um, but after the first uh, three rounds, I think we're, we're now into fourth position, although that was last week and everyone else but us played a game 
yesterday uh -huh. or um, in the last round. So yeah, we're, we're sort of around um, fourth spot, which is really fantastic um, for the seniors to be pushing that high up the table. Um, it was um, a very challenging comp for the, the half that we played last season. Um, so yeah, to be in fourth spot in the seniors is fantastic. And uh, the reserves are um, in second spot, I think. And yeah, we sort of always anticipate that the reserves will, will be around one or two on the ladder. So they're doing really well too. Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Well, it's um we're so excited to have you on board the pod, Nick. Um, it's our first guest from another club I'm um, <laughs> we don't we don't really know what the next segment is going to be like but this is normally when we review the games of the weekend um, so obviously this we only had one game this weekend because the state league three uh, team had a bye um, so the state league two team um, so Yarra Jets played Melbourne University it was a one all draw we might start with Heather with reviewing the game from a Yarra Jets perspective, but Nick, if you want to jump in or if this just becomes a conversation, let's just see what happens. Over to you, Heather. Okay. Um, well, as you said, Dutchie, it was one all at the final whistle. And just to give a bit of background, you know, I think um, the Jets were happy to get the draw, but a little disappointed that we didn't win. Um, going into it, you know, we were hoping for a win. We had four wins and four losses, and um, we thought that we could get a win because we were pretty much tied with Melbourne Uni on the ladder. We were sitting around the same number of points. I think you guys had, um, we had one more win, you had a draw. And so we thought, okay, this is our opportunity. I'm sure you were thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, so, big battle, six versus seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, we've been hearing from our coach Paul every week, the last three weeks, few weeks, about how much we need to start racking up these points so that we're not um, in a difficult position come the end of the season. So, um, you know, any game where you think you have a chance, uh, a slightly better than <laughs> better than chance, chance at a at a win. You know, we're really um, hoping, hoping to get those points. Um, so in the end, we didn't come away with the win. We came away with just one point in the draw. Um, Melbourne Uni scored first. I think it was probably about 25 or 30 minutes into the first half. Um, and I'm, I was trying to remember how the, how the goal kind of happened, what led up to it. And I'm pretty sure it was a player coming down my side of the pitch um, who got the cross in you know, around me and um, just a really strong, solid finish off of the cross. Um, so it was a really good goal. Um, you know, I think that as always, it takes us a little bit of time for some reason to get into the game. Um, you know, we're maybe a little bit tentative to start with. And, um, you know, I think, I think being down one nil, we thought, okay, we really need to step it up. And we did equalize maybe about 15 minutes later. Um, we had a corner kick and Laws, one of our amazing defenders went up for the corner and headed it in. And it's the second time that she has scored off of, um, uh, off of a corner kick off of a, off of her head. So um, we were all like thrilled, very excited to see it because, you know, every time we have a corner, we send her up there and we're like, Laws, get it in. And now she's done it. I think two games in a row or maybe two times in the last three games. I can't quite remember, but um, 
yeah, so we were we were thrilled. And um, and then I, I felt like, you know, as it often does when one team scores, the um, momentum shifted a little bit. I felt like it went into went was going in our favor. I felt like we had a lot of urgency and um, we're really putting a lot of pressure on you guys. I don't know how you felt about that, Nick, I, I but I felt like the last 10 minutes of the first half, you know, we were looking maybe a little dangerous, like maybe we could get a second goal in before the half. Um, that didn't happen. And I should say that I had to come off um, between the two goals because my boot uh, fell apart <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm running down the pitch and I'm like tripping over the bottom of my boot, which has like come away from the sole and is flapping around. Oh, the fluffy the mouth so. thing going on, has it? A hundred percent. I was like, oh, this is not good. So I went off and uh, hunted down some tape to fix my boots up. So um, I'm seeing this from the sidelines at this point. It's um, a pity there wasn't some spectacular fall as a result of <laughs> <laughs> the fluffy boot. Exactly. If I had left the whole bottom of my boot on the pitch somewhere, that would have been really interesting. <laughs> and not, and we'll get to it, not the most interesting thing that would have been left on the pitch no. on Sunday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So we get into the change rooms at halftime and, you know, we're tied. Our coach is saying it's a, you know, we're back to zero, zero game starting again. You know, this is don't, you know, squander your opportunity, um, keep up the pressure, um, keep attacking. I have to say though, I feel like, um, I, I'm curious to hear from you, Nick. I actually, I wonder if you guys made a change in your lineup at the half um, because I felt like you guys came out really just like wanting it. <laughs> and I feel like the tables had turned a little bit and that bit of, um, you know, that bit of, I guess, like pressure that we had on you guys, we sort of lost it um, in the second half. And I don't know, maybe you had another person, um, you know, on the, on the forward line, maybe you just had like more players up or maybe you you guys also just came out of there like really maybe we had 12 players on maybe you had 12 players (laughs) (laughs) anyway it felt like you know it felt like you had a bit more of the control um it's good to hear yeah Um, because we I, I made a note on you um making a point that you know you say you often have a bit of a tentative start and um we I don't know, I think it's something our our club tends to do on the whole is just take some time to get through the gears and, um, you know, get any intensity behind the game. So that's something we've been working on for the last three, maybe even four weeks is to really get out there and um, make an impact in particularly in the first 15 minutes of each half. So, um, yeah, that's something we've been really pushing. Well, yeah, it shows. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the second half was, um, you know, we nobody ended up scoring in the second half. I think um, I came back on at some point in the defense, so I can say you guys had some pretty close (laughs) near goals. There was one that came off the crossbar, bounced back in. You had a player right on it, and we were all chasing her down, but, you know, not nowhere close, and she just, I think couldn't take the pressure and sent it wide. Um, There was another, I think it was off of a corner and um, was kind of like bouncing around in front of the goal. I think our keeper, who I should say, because Taryn um, wasn't there, uh, our 
um, goalkeeper was Gertie. She was filling in and did an amazing job. She, I think, had tried to punch it out and maybe didn't quite get to it. Um, and one of our defenders, Kirsten, was who had been um, back stick. She was right in the perfect position, did her job, headed it out of the goal. <laughs> like it would have gone in for sure. So I, I don't see this level of detail from my own goal. Yeah, so I was, is, I was this is good like to hear. This is a new. meter away from it all happening. Um, yeah. on, on that, you know, you know, on that note, maybe hopefully we had also some some close calls. I'm not sure if there were any. Oh, there end. were. Um... Yeah, if there was a, a messy corner for you guys to defend, there was certainly a handful of them in the second half for us. I felt like um, so. You're you're yeah. a goalkeeper, Nick. Is that there were some scary yeah. moments? I'm I am currently playing in goal. I'm not mm -hmm. a goalkeeper, so right. both teams without their regular goalkeeper. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I think I've probably played maybe five games in goal now um and my team were pretty happy with how I went yesterday so that's good I'm on the improve <laughs> um but our regular goalkeeper has um unfortunately broken a wrist and a bone in her wrist so um and I'm also injured and can't really run at all I'm the old woman of the team so um I get to take the spot between the sticks at the moment um so yes there were some um stressful moments in the second half I mean I think you guys probably had about half a dozen corners that we had to defend maybe yeah yeah I do remember um there was a, another close I mean Laws nearly got a second goal off off of her head um off of a corner but um I think I think maybe you you caught it or it went wide yeah well, or there was something. one that I sort of I should have tried to punch it, but I did the whole palm thing and it mm -hmm. went like <laughs> just out generally to the six yard box. I'm like, great, yeah, good. Give him another shot, hand on why it. not? <laughs> um, yeah, but the, oh, there was one as well that um, I'm actually, maybe it wasn't off a corner, but I thought, oh, I've got to get out and pick this up. And it had a huge amount of backspin on it and I could see it did. So I was like, it's all right, I've got this covered. But it seriously spun about a meter directly away from me. And I was running, obviously, out of my goal. Um, and Al was right there. And it bounced towards her and away from me. And I, I'm sure I've got a couple of bruises from that collision. Um, thankfully, it, she didn't get a shot away from it. But um, yeah, there, there were some uh, dire moments for both of us, given the game was tied at, at one all. Yeah. So Nick, was Melbourne University happy with the result? Disappointed? What were you? What were your thoughts going into it? Um, we. What did you say your coach was saying, Heather? That you you, you need to <laughs> get need a few points. more wins. Our yeah. coach is like, it's fine. You know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look we haven't had a, a huge number of wins yet um so yeah he, he sort of takes the approach of um removing a bit of pressure um but yeah obviously you know six and seven on the ladder absolutely we thought it was going to be a close game and that if we played well um we'd get the win so yeah, yeah I mean it was a very close game I think I think one all's a pretty fair reflection of, of how yeah. it went. 
I, I, I felt like we were pretty evenly matched, um, mm. which is enjoyable to play. Um, you know, I've had plenty of games where it, the score line is just, uh, yeah. you know, we've been blown out of the water and those games are not that fun. So yeah. Yeah. Um, in that respect, it was a good game. You know, I think some of the things that I feel like we tend to do well, like playing out of the back, you know, you guys disrupted that a little bit for us. I think you put a lot of pressure mm. on us and um, a lot of times we couldn't get it past our defense. You know, we like to play from the keeper to the back line up to the midfield and we go, we would get caught, you know, going right back to the keeper, then back out again, trying to find a way out. So yeah, well, I feel you like did that really well, um, particularly in the second half, we we played better when we didn't have the ball. And I think in the first half, we disrupted you quite a lot as well. Mm. I don't think we, our passing accuracy was not fantastic yesterday. Um, certainly better in the first half, but I felt like the second half was, was quite um, messy. Um, yeah. And messy for you guys because we were disrupting your play and then when we had the ball it was kind of messy because we weren't really um playing through the back and um moving it forward and into the space that was created and um our captain commented on um how good your midfield were at at getting into space receiving the ball and moving it through there really quickly um the other thing I remembered which I'll mention now before I forget is that when we were doing our cool down uh, I can't recall who it was, but one of our players was like, I really enjoyed that. You know, it's really <laughs> nice to to play a team that are there to play and to focus on the game and, you know, to, to do it in a sporting way and be respectful of one another and have a close game. And we didn't win, but it was, you know, it was enjoyable. And I find those games are, are the best ones as well. And And often, although we all like to win, often it's, you know, th those games are the most memorable, the ones that you, you have a really good fair battle. Absolutely. I know sometimes you, um, you're you playing and you almost get distracted by the other team yelling at each other, just not oh, yeah. playing as a team. You hate to see it. So we've, no, we've, had some, we've had some teams like that this season mm, yeah. that we've talked about. Yeah. so player of the match can we well, move to that can I can I really quick I don't want to skip yeah. over one very important moment <laughs> yeah we, we need <laughs> I to talk I, about I feel this. like right. we should talk about this because you maybe uh were a bit closer to it than I was well maybe you and I were a similar distance because I was at one end of the field and you were probably in the defense at the other and it happened yeah. through that central third um you probably know Dutchie where the cricket pitch comes on to the field. Yes. Um, so we're talking that sort of area around halfway. Um, suddenly all the players sort of, well, well, two players in particular sort of stopped and then sequentially everyone around them sort of stopped and the referee went over and I couldn't hear what was going on um, and it didn't really look like anything had happened. Um, but uh, players started sort of scanning the ground um, and, and looking quite carefully at the grass. And um, I sort of just walked uh, out of the 18 yard box and um, got to one of my defenders. I'm like, what happened? And she said, oh, I think, I think Liz has lost a tooth. <laughs> so like, what? She's, she's lost a tooth. All right, so the game has stopped. And by this point, at least half of each of our teams 
uh, scanning the area to try and find this tooth. <laughs> were were oh, you yeah. in the uh, the tooth search party, Heather? No, I, I joined in um, after the game yeah, uh, yeah. to have a go at it. But um, no, I, I was a little bit too far away in the moment when it happened. But mm. I know I just I, I heard that and your stomach just like turns over just the thought of that kind of collision. I think um, yeah. your player and uh, one of our midfielders, Kirsten, collided. Maybe it was like a shoulder to mouth situation or something and just knocked, <laughs> knocked yeah. a tooth out or part of a tooth out. <laughs> And um, yeah, the, the one thing, was there was no, no. no. And I mean, obviously, like my first rea reaction was, well, how has she lost a tooth? Like, yeah. who's, you know, yeah. <laughs> where's this elbow come from? Where's this dirty play? Come on, yeah. Jess. <laughs> what are you what's doing? The, what's the, the ref doing about it? Yeah. <laughs> they very diplomatically say a shoulder and a mouth somehow <laughs> met. <laughs> um, but uh, apparently this tooth, um, it's not the first time that it has lost its lodging from the mouth. So <laughs> the tooth is just desperate to be out of that mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look, apparently it's back in already. She's been so, to the so dentist. We found it. Did we? No, 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 oh, no. It's, no. So it, it's um, yeah, I don't know what the technical term is for it, but it it, it was the um, the natural tooth was lost some time ago, or it's okay. like the bottom half of the tooth yeah which is what, so it's been replaced before it's not um as well uh secured as a full <laughs> tooth would be um, and it's yeah i think she said this is the third time so she went oh to the dentist God. today she's well, had the, the half a tooth um yeah whipped up popped Love back it. in Oh, and her dad's like, you need to wear that mouth guard, Alicia. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> um, that explains perhaps, though, why she was so calm after it yeah. happened. Because yeah. she was just standing there very, you know, not freaking out at all. Like I probably would be. Uh, she just was yeah. kind of like, that's okay. <laughs> we don't yeah. need to look for it that hard. I, I've, um, I've seen this happen before. I've been in a game where this has happened previously. Um, against present lines um but this was a whole tooth came out scenario mm. and we were scouring the ground there to to find this tooth i think we did find it actually and was that a real well, like not. yeah that, it was the that full was the tooth oh. knocked out elbow oh. corner coming in yeah player gets up smacks her in the face yeah. tooth yeah totally yeah. gross yeah right so no yesterday's was was oh. not super dramatic thankfully no Gosh. but still well, for a, for a one-all game managed to have some some big highlights yeah yeah love it's it very strange so on that note oh can we just um oh, i feel yeah. like we haven't done enough justice for the goals okay like, so both goal. goals yep. were really well taken i thought um our goal yeah as you said heather um played down the down our right hand side um crossed in and our striker speedy got on the end of it and nipped in a really nice finish um and then obviously your goal I had well I, I didn't actually have a great view of it to be honest it happened so fast <laughs> and went in so cleanly <laughs> um but yeah fantastic header from um from your defender you said Loz, mm -hmm, the defender. Yeah, yeah 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 fantastic um glancing header uh, I think that, well, we had a, a player on that post because it was near post. 
uh, there was a defender next to me and then there was me and it, it went between the gap between them, which was no more than a metre. Um, so, yes, well done to her. Very nice finish. Good work, Loz. We love it when Loz scores a goal. The goalkeeper had no idea about that one. <laughs> yeah, from, I was on the sideline when that one happened and I did notice how strong it was. I find that I can't really get a lot of power on my headers. I think I'm too short to do them properly, but mm. um, she really, you know, got a lot of power yeah. behind it. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. I wasn't as thrilled as you and the rest of your team, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all due respect, very good finish. <laughs> all right. Can we go to player of the match now? Yes. All right. Heather, you go first. Who was your player of the match? Um, I'm going to choose another of our defenders for the player of the match, Alana, um, who's our center back. And I just have to single her out. She does an amazing job every single game, but I felt like she really was above and beyond um, on Sunday because maybe I was just playing, um, you know, not as well. You not had very broken, well. Your boot was stuffed. Let's My boot it. was stuffed. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I felt like I, there were, you know, a handful of runs that I was just outpaced on that she covered for me, um, you know, crosses getting around me that she blocked and just backed me up at every moment. So I just felt so good knowing she was there um, on the pitch with me. And, um, you know, I think she did the same for a couple of other players as well and really just was crucial, I think, to us getting away with the draw. Thank you, Heather. Nick, have you got a player of the match from your team that you'd like to do a shout out to? Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, I'll go with our uh, player who was announced as our player of the match yesterday. Um, Adam, who's the, the coach of our team, him and I normally have a, a quick discussion at the end of the game as to sort of who we think should be awarded the player of the match. Um, and yeah, he he chose our captain as player of the match yesterday. Um, Daisy, she plays um, the number six role in the midfield, and she was leading that uh, disruption of of your play, Heather. So she really and and she always gets um, stuck in. She's a, a big tackle maker. She heads the ball. She contests everything. She absolutely uh, works her ass off. So yeah, she really did that yesterday um, off the back of being sick for a couple of weeks, not playing um, a huge number of minutes last weekend. So yeah, she, she came back in with a bang and um, really leads that intensity that, that we need. Um, and she <laughs> made this, I don't know if you remember it or saw it, Heather, um, a, a goal saving crunching tackle in the second half when um the player comes through the midfield and um, I think it had been passed on through to Al, your striker, and I don't even know where Daisy came from, but she came <laughs> out of nowhere and absolutely smashed the ball out the goal line, um, probably cleaned up Al a little bit too. Um, yeah, and that sort of just epitomises her, her efforts and, and her performance. So, yeah, she really led from the front yesterday. Awesome. So well done, Land and Daisy. We might just have a quick look at the ladder. So it looks like the Jetties are now fifth. It looks like this has been updated by uh, Football Victoria. Um, so the Jetties are fifth 
and Melbourne Uni are seventh. So I don't know if that's where we want to be, Heather. I mean, higher is better. Higher is better. <laughs> I think we're still, uh, we're still You've jumped up one, so that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. We're a few points behind, uh, well, five, no, hang on, six points behind Mill Park, which interestingly uh, beat King's Domain on the weekend. That mm. is so interesting. Yeah, Mill Park beat King's Domain 2 1, um, which is interesting. So Not as interesting as, um, as you guys beating Mill Park. No, pass pass on your uh, tactics and strategy there. <laughs> well, let me think well, back. Go to and it. listen to that podcast. But uh, <laughs> my take on it was that they were a bit rough. Was that right, Heather? I we think probably need so. to move on now, to the next segment soon. But uh, who, who were a bit rough? Mill Park. Mill Park. No. Yeah. No, surely was not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Was that the one where the um, the spectators were actually a little bit? Uh, were calling names. Mm, we can get I, a bit of that out there too. I yeah. can't quite remember. <laughs> I've prepared for this podcast, but I've obviously yeah. forgotten everything. I believe Taryn, Taryn was pretty um, annoyed by the way they played. Mm. Yeah. And it, I think it was verbal and physically. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Well, we got played off the park by them. I mean, technically right. they're very good as well and they're very organised. So well done to you guys for, for getting that result. It's, <laughs> yeah, that, that was... Um, a, a surprise. Don't. That's not <laughs> meant to be offensive. It was yeah. a, a pleasing surprise. I mean, there's been some strange results in in this competition. Yeah. You just can't pick who's going to come away with the three points. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, not to. I know you want to move on, Dutchie. Not to believe <laughs> the point, but I think part of um, you know, maybe our our slight disappointment um about Sunday was that we've as have every other team has struggled, I know, with um, COVID and other mm. illnesses and injuries and, you know, a whole host of things happening. And um, Sunday was, I think, the first time in a long time that we've had more than like one or maybe two subs. We had three mm. people on the bench. We had pretty much our whole team available. So people were playing their quote unquote normal positions. Mm. So it seemed like everything was kind of set up for us to play the best that we can play yeah. um and maybe it just was a case of for whatever reason not really playing our absolute best I'm sure it some of it had to do with you guys um but I think sometimes you know you just gel as a team and everything kind of works and sometimes it doesn't quite and you just can't quite get the connections for whatever reason yeah yeah it's a good game though it's great yeah. Sounds like it was a good game. I wasn't there, but um, you've both done a great review of the game, so thank you. If you're okay, we'll move on to the next segment now, sure. <laughs> which is our quiz question. So this is where we all take it in turns in asking a quiz question, um, and then we each have an opportunity to answer. Uh, the tally, so we do keep a tally, which we're not quite sure if it's correct or not, but we think Charing's on seven, I'm on six, and the guests are on five. Um, so unfortunately, Taryn won't score a point this round, um, but I guess you Your chance, Dutchie. I know, it is my chance. <laughs> um, so we might start with you, Nick, if you want to open with your question. Yeah, sure. Um, being the first guest outside of Yarra Jets, I thought I'd go with a uh, Melbourne Uni Soccer Club quiz question. Um, so it's a two-part question. Um, First part, 
we uh, have a home ground surprise. <laughs> so the first part is what is our usual home ground? And what is the other home ground that our women's team has had the honour of playing on twice in our 40-year history? Oh, this is... You can go first, Heather, because I well, reckon you won't get it right. No, I'm not going to because I have to now reveal something very embarrassing, which is that I have a very poor memory for games <laughs> that I've played, teams that I've played against. Generally, I only know if I've been to a ground once I show up and I'm like, oh yeah, this looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been here before. I feel and like I'm it's less common to have a Melbourne. good memory. Yeah. I, I do think it has to do with the fact that I didn't grow up in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these name places, you know, it just, I've heard of them. <laughs> they just don't stick in my brain. I don't know. So I'm going to just very gracefully bow out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yours, Dachi. Well, Princess Park is your mm -hmm. home yeah. ground. Um, Heather, that's where you do the park run occasionally, just so you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, but where have you played two games in the last 40 years? I feel like it must be like one of the really big, famous pitches. Like what's the one at, like you wouldn't have played at Amy Park because that's too big, but. It's not Amy Park, no. Like what's that one at South Melbourne? Is it Bob James Stadium or something? That's my guess. I don't really know. So I'm going to guess that. Okay. The answer is Melbourne University Oval. <laughs> that one with the nice picket fence. Yes. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Uh, the, well, in, in winter, Which is probably it's a, a cricket, footy oval. Cricket or footy but cricket yes, oval, in yeah. summer, it um, is meticulously tended to as a cricket oval. Um, and yeah. yeah, it hosts some quite high level men's cricket. Um, so we played uh, on the Melbourne Uni Oval um, well, the VPL seniors and reserves um, played their last weekend um, as wow. the, the games that um, were part of the celebration of the 75th anniversary oh. of the club as a whole in 40 years of women's football. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So do I get a point, though, for getting your I think you get back? a point for the, yep, Princess Park. Excellent. Good. <laughs> Heather, over to you. Okay, um, my trivia question is in honor of Pride Month this month. Um, now, I read a story on the ABC over the weekend. You both might have read it, I don't know, but it was about the first LGBTQIA football club in Australia, which was founded in 1982. Mm -hmm. So, my question is what was the name of the club? Is it in Melbourne? It's not in Melbourne. Oh, I can give okay. you a clue as to the location. No, well, I know I could, if it was in Melbourne, I think I would get it right. But I'm guessing um, Sydney. Yeah, I, I think I might know the answer to that. What are you, are oh, you, are you looking it up, Nick? You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't look it up. <laughs> I think I'm not going to get it right. Um, I can't remember the full name, but it's something uh, which is why, yes, I was typing um it's something to do with bats the flying bats sydney um 
No, I've, I, that, that was mentioned in the article and look, okay. I'm basing this trivia. I've not done my own, um, independent research on this. Uh, <laughs> the, the headline said it was the oldest, it was the first LGBTQIA plus football club in Australia. And I took them at their word. Um, but I'm sure it's been fact-checked. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, but, um, should I, should I tell you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. So, um, it's called the Adelaide armpits. Adelaide oh, armpits. Did yeah. see this article. Now yeah. that you say that, a so, bunch of ratbag lesbian feminists. Yeah. <laughs> so they um, <laughs> describe themselves exactly as a lesbian feminist football club. Um, super interesting origin story involving an Irish immigrant to Australia. Um, you know, they, I think they had some Matildas players who played with them over the years. And it sounds like just like a really interesting, um, you know, much needed safe space um, at the time. And it's no longer in existence. It, it existed for 30 years, but I think they um, folded in 2015 or something. Um, but I just want to read uh, a couple of lines from the article, Dutchie and Nick, now that I've gotten to know a bit more about Melbourne Uni, it sounds like this might resonate with both of us um, and our clubs. Um, so this is this is a line. They didn't care about winning games and would applaud opposition teams for scoring against them. There were no coaches, no captains, and no hier hierarchies. They were, as McGinnis described, a bunch of ratbag lesbian feminists. So <laughs> anyway, <that. laughs> uh, a really interesting article if anyone yeah. listening wants to check it out. Yeah, I'm going to read that. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Heather. All right. So no one got that question, right? My question, and this one is kind of aimed at you, Heather. Mm. Well, I hope you get it right, but I hope you get it wrong. Um, <laughs> how many teams are in the National Women's Soccer League, which is the US? Oh. Yeah. For those that don't know, yeah. Um, so this, I do know that it has like relaunched in the last, I don't know, five-ish something years so there was a women's soccer league when I was growing up that um only ran for a couple of years and then they relaunched it more recently there's been um, a lot of politics I think is that right probably there always yeah. is yeah. yeah um I have no idea okay so I'm going to guess eight Nick I'm gonna guess 12 Nick is correct. There's 12 teams. <laughs> Do you follow the league, Nick? Uh, no, I don't. I, I have dreams and ambitions of following and watching more soccer, but it <laughs> just doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I follow some of the players, so I hear things, but San Diego Wave are on top of the ladder at the moment. Um, I think that's who Alex Morgan plays for, I think. I don't, I'm don't. i sure if Taryn was here, she'd be across this. But that's why I asked this question today, because Taryn's not here. <laughs> she probably would have gotten the Adelaide armpits as well. Yeah, she would have got it all. Yeah. All right. So the guests get that one. So one point to me and one point to the guests for this week. We'll move on to the next segment, which, Nick, this is where we rate the food of the ground or the pitch or the club that we're playing at. Mm. Um, now, obviously, because we only had one game this week, which was a home game, and we don't have a canteen or we don't have food at Yarra Jets, so we 
you know, we just take pride in rating other clubs. Um, but given you're here, Nick, we might just um, get a comment on what Melbourne Uni normally do for their home games. Um, yeah, look, we are big into rolling out the barbecue and yep. getting the snags on the barbie. So yep. that, that's our go-to. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that's pretty much all we offer, really. And do you have volunteers um, that do the barbie? Yeah, so we, we all take turns doing the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. And how much do you charge for a sausage? Uh, good question. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> it's terrible. Do you guys also have beer on tap? Um, not at the moment, but we have had in the past. Yeah. Yeah, we've um, yeah, we, we've had a. I don't think we've had it this season. Actually, last season we had a, a couple of kegs from co-conspirators, and yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah, this is something yeah. we want to get into because we played yeah. at Brunswick Zebras last week and they had Stomping Ground on Ground on Tap. Oh, nice. And they're sponsored by Stomping Ground. They're like, yeah. oh, we've got to get into this inner north being sponsored yeah. by a brewery thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they must have some sort of personal connection. Just from the, the few attempts we've made trying to get sponsors on board, I think there must be yeah. a connection there. Yeah, we um, yeah we had a connection to um, get co-conspirators in. Yeah, I don't think I don't think these places, sadly, are that receptive to you know requests to sponsor women's <laughs> soccer teams unless there's some sort of pressure from a family member or partner. Or if we drink there a lot. <laughs> yeah, mm. we've tried. We've tried that route. Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep trying though. We, we want to be like the others. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, once you get it, I'm sure you'll all of your hard work will be realized in your freshly poured beer. Yeah, I think actually what it means, Dutchie, is we need to be a little bit more targeted in our recruitment yeah. strategies. Yeah. So we need to like stock LinkedIn. Um uh, we need to go yes. to the breweries first, you know what I yeah. mean? And recruit their uh yeah loved ones essentially yeah well anyone that's any female that's working the bar is we try and get them or exactly or the women working the bar i'm i'm yeah. really embarrassed that i didn't think of that as well yeah all right we're we're on this we're on Do this it. all right <laughs> let's move on to the third segment of the pod uh which is where we each talk about our moment of the week now at the jetties we had quite a big week because we had a fundraiser nick um mm -hmm. so that that's my highlight of the week anyway because I didn't touch a soccer ball this week um I didn't go to training I didn't turn up at the match yesterday so I'll just start with my highlight being our trivia night on Thursday night which was great we all um we all really got into it um we had I don't know how many teams but there were eight or nine different teams we all had themes we all got into costume it was that welcome to Thornbury and my team came second. So that nice. was my highlight. Heather. Um, look, I'll I'll do the same one because it was just such a fun night. Oh, you might. Yeah. But I'll pick a different highlight. So um, as I kind of mentioned at the start of the podcast, I got back into soccer because I was looking to make friends in a new city. Um, and I just have 
you know, succeeded beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> All of my friends are from soccer. Um, I absolutely love the culture of the Jets. Um, and, you know, before that, our, our team at Fitzroy, um, I just feel like it's been so wonderful, like getting to know these people and playing soccer with them, but also, um, you know, doing a lot of things outside of soccer with them, going to visit wineries and going out to dinner and celebrating birthdays together. And, um, you know, I, I just find it so special. So one of the things that I really loved at the trivia night was seeing um, all of the other little friendships around me and some maybe new friendships forming. And um, in particular, there were two girls uh, who were part of my team um, JJ and Roma, who are new to the club this year, they're both, you know, quite a bit younger than me, I think in their early 20s, maybe even <laughs> very early 20s. Um, and it seemed like they just hit it off and were having the best time and having drinks together after the trivia ended. And, um, you know, I just looked at that from my, from my old age of 35 and thought, wow, the next generation. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's really you know, it's, it's one of the best parts of, of these community clubs, I think. And it's just so great mm. to see that tradition continuing. I heard from a very reliable source, though, Heather, that you were pretty annoyed that your team didn't win. Well, yes, but that's not really a, a lovely, warm and glowing highlight now, is it? That's my competitive <laughs> nature coming out. Um, look, I think that we made a very strong argument. Uh, there was one particular... <laughs> part of the trivia where we had to come up with a mascot I thought we had a great one um I really thought that we had it was it was um judging by applause I thought we had at least as strong applause as the other teams um so I I don't know if there was some bias in the judging but yeah we were knocked out unfairly in my opinion the foolproof foolproof method judging by applause Well, it was it was a great night. And I think even the lead up to the night, because we all had themes and costumes, like I know our team had a craft night to get our costume together. So there was so much time spent getting ready for the event as well. Um, it was just great. It was something it's, a bit yeah, different. To it sounds around. awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was real good. So yeah. thanks to Gertie and Cece for doing a great job in organising the event. It was a uh, but uh, I don't know, I, I think I kind of expected a bit of a trivia night, you know, what you're in for, but it was, um, they had all these activities. We had comedians. Um, oh, shout amazing. out to, yeah, shout out to Ash, who has been on the pod previously, but she did, um, I think it was her first stand-up routine, actually, and she did a fantastic job. So I'm sure we'll see more of Ash in the future. Nick, highlight of your week. Highlight of my week. Well, um, I also wasn't at soccer all week either until um, the game on Sunday. I had uh, a week off and a couple of nights out of Melbourne, which was nice. Um, but while I was away, we had we had to go through um, quite a challenge to get the uh, the VPL games postponed. So um, away out of town down the Mornington Peninsula and like tons and tons of messages coming through <laughs> on one of the one of our um coaching and uh club admin group chats about you know what's the how are we going to get it postponed what's the likelihood what, what's written in the rules of comp around um players not being able to 
play due to COVID? Um, does FE require um, confirmation of positive rats and or PCRs? <laughs> All of this craziness, and you just wouldn't believe the um, the challenge to get a, a game postponed. Um, oh. So, yeah, I think probably the highlight of the week was um, our amazing volunteer um, club administrators getting that done and getting the game postponed and um yeah heather it's possible you could have played an entirely different team yesterday <laughs> uh, because <laughs> these wild and wonderful um possible solutions and one of them was well because they had about 10 10 of the regular seniors um that were not sick and none of the reserves were available so oh, wow one wild solution was take the state two team, they can play reserves. Take the state three team, they can play state two. <laughs> so, uh, but you didn't have to. The, the highlight of the week for me was, um, yeah, the wonderful efforts from our, our club administrators <laughs> to get that postponed. Gosh, what a drama. Yeah, and some thought... heroes of uh, yeah. community sport. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But also just the dilemma of rat chests and PCRs and, you know, navigating mm. that. That's hard yeah. work. Something, yeah. COVID. And just, yeah, the number of people, more and more people getting sick as the week progressed. Yeah. You're know, like, oh, God, how many they people didn't know, are They didn't know it wasn't a super spreader event, your little club function, was it? Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, that. Look, uh, I don't think it helped, put it that yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully the celebration was big and great. Mm. Yeah, the 40 years. Yeah, it was. All right. Well, the final segment of our podcast is where we look towards next week, um, and it's where I go and have a look at the teams that we're playing. Um, now, both the State 2 and the State 3 team are playing on Sunday at 1 p.m., so we're, all, we're both playing away. So we'll start with the State Twos, um, who are playing Berwick City um, at 1pm. Now, this is a team that we beat 2-0 in round one. Now, Berwick are currently bottom of the ladder. They've played nine games and lost all nine games. Um, they've scored two goals for the whole season, but they've had 42 kicked against them. When I had a look at their Instagram, there was no updates in nine weeks. And they've got only one post on Facebook, which was when they happened to be playing on the main pitch at home. And it was just an announcement that they're playing at home. Come and watch them. I don't know. I don't think Berwick, they're probably not posting because they're not winning or they're not doing that well. But mm. what are we expecting, Heather? Well, I think we're certainly expecting a win. I think we'll be pretty disappointed. I mean, I think we'll be like, in trouble if we don't get a win. Um, but I, I think also one thing that we've really been focusing on the last week or two is just um, our finishes. And because even when we've won, it's been, you know, somewhat lower scoring games. And I think something that we want to try to improve is, you know, number of goals scored. And so I'm guessing that'll be a focus of this coming, this game coming up because compared to some other um, teams who've played against Barrick are 2-0 win you know maybe we could have had a higher margin there so I'm guessing that will be the goal um, this coming Sunday. Who have you got Nick? 
Uh, we have Ashburton. Oh. Yeah, so I can't believe we've played nine rounds already. Yeah. Um, we're back to the start. So, yeah, we've got yeah. Ashy away. And did so you tough win or lose in the first round? Yeah, we won. You beat um, yeah. yeah, reasonably comfortably, 3-1. Um, yeah, yeah it'll right. be a tough one though. Yeah, it'll be very we'll tough this, this time around. And I think, I think, look, I mean, I've said before, I never remember pitches or clubs, um, but I do think that Ashburton had a pretty terrible pitch. Um, oh, yeah, that was the one that, where they didn't they put too. you on the main pitch, Heather. Yeah, they put exactly. the under 16 boys on the main pitch and put the women at the back, which Taryn was very annoyed about. Yeah, so <laughs> rightly so. It was, yeah. Yeah, difficult to control the ball on that pitch, I remember. Yeah, yeah I remember we played there last year and it was pretty horrific. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> I'll probably be in goal again. <laughs> well, State League 3, we're playing Swinburne, who we also beat in round one. We won 2-1, and that was our only win of the season so far. Um, now, Swinburne are currently ninth. We're currently eighth. And Brunswick Zebras is still listed as 10th on the ladder, even though we know that they're folded. So I don't know what happens there if they don't count or if they're the team that gets relegated. I don't know. But um, obviously we want to beat Swinburne to kind of maintain our position. Um, Swinburne hasn't won any matches. They've had three draws. They've had five losses. They've got a goal difference of negative 16. Um, but that's compared to our goal difference at the moment of negative 24. Uh, when I had a look at their results, because I'm like, well, you know, they're lower than us. They haven't won, but their goal difference is better. They, when they played Clifton Hill, Clifton Hill only beat them 2-1, whereas when Clifton Hill played us, they beat us 8-0. So that was an interesting kind of result that I found in there. Um, they look like their, their squad of players is probably less. It looks like they've had 12 or 13 listed each weekend, so don't have a lot on the bench. Um, last week, well, yesterday they had a draw against Lilydale Montrose, three all. Um, and when I kind of stalked them on their socials, there was nothing really interesting on their uh, very limited posts. Um, the only post that they had was when they drew a match. So, you know, often their other teams are putting their results when they're winning, but nothing much to go by on Swinburne there. So we just want to beat them, which I don't know, we haven't had a really great stretch of play. The last few weeks, we've had um, a number of injuries that have depleted our team. But hopefully we can pull something together on Sunday to maintain our position and have another win. Hopefully the week off will give you a boost. Hopefully, yeah. We're re-energised. Yeah. 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 So we'll see what happens there. So that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to have your company wherever you're listening. Um, thank you to Nick and Heather for being our guests on the podcast. Just um, we have socials on our podcast. So if you don't follow us, you can follow us. So you can find us at Yarra Jets on Twitter. You can find Charon, who's not here, but I'm sure she'd want me to give her a plug at Charon Hedo, at Charon Hedo on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Fiona Holland on Twitter. Heather, have you got any socials you want to promote? <laughs> I think I signed up for a Twitter and have never used it. So I'm going to go with the, you know, go with the flow of the guests and just stay in the background. 
Would I'm you like some more followers? I'm with you, Heather. <laughs> You're one step ahead of me on signing up for a Twitter account. <laughs> you can also subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you do, make sure you rate us five stars. Thank you so much for listening. As I said, I'm Dutchie and I've been joined by Heather and our expert special guest, Nick. Have a lovely morning, afternoon or evening. Goodbye. <laughs>